Hello, welcome to the second episode of Gen Z's Intellectual Haven. My name is Nixon Loves. I am the creator, producer, host, a single woman show, just me, myself, and God, period. So I'm I'm just very low energy today. I feel that from the last episode I came in in kind of a sort of It's hard to describe. I guess authentic would be the word to use. Usually how I came off in the first episode is usually how I am in my thoughts most of the day in my head and I figured you know, it's ra- I rather just continue to think about my suicidal ideations or do something productive. So I think I made a better choice. But today I wanted to kind of talk about something more on the positive side. But, you know, life bullshit happens and now I don't even feel like talking about it. But I guess I can find a way to kind of merge, you know, <laughs> my personal struggles and the topic together. So the topic today is maximum confidence. I feel that I feel that I've been on this upward spiral of coming from a very low place and then figuring out that I am a lot smarter and determined and creative than I thought I was. And and yeah, and I forgot I forgot where I really heard someone say for the first time maximum confidence. Maybe it was Kanye West. I, I, I cannot remember, but it's just something that I really want to hold dear to. And I and let me I feel we should define what maximum confidence means. To me, maximum maximum confidence means that maximum confidence to me means that you are you a hundred percent of the time. It doesn't matter who's in the room, it doesn't matter who you're around, you're yourself period and this goes for you know people that you know they make you nervous people you're attracted to celebrities government officials it doesn't matter who you're confident at all times and obviously this is just something i can say in theory i haven't really been around a lot of people who would who would objectively intimidate me but even just, like, again, I talked about I went to a basement show. I, I, whatever. I went to a basement show for the first time two weeks ago. And that basement show was probably my third time listening to live music. The first time I ever went to a concert was Rex Orange County. Then I went to a Coldplay concert. And then the basement show. That was my third time seeing a live performance. And even my first time even seeing someone... Well, I guess at the rec show, there were probably someone playing drums. I just wasn't paying attention. Or the Coldplay show, there was definitely someone playing drums, so I wasn't paying attention. But I was able, like, I was so close, I was able to actually see the musicians and see what they were doing. At Rex, it's kind of like you're in a crowd, and then Coldplay, we were all the way. My friend Brooke and I were all, not all the way at the back, but of course, we wouldn't be able to have seen the musicians playing from our seats it was more so just hearing and feeling the music um but yeah going back to just the basement shows i feel like 
that whole night was a clear example of me having maximum confidence. And it wasn't something I I necessarily thought about. I just went into it, okay, I'm going to be Nixon 100%, let's go. And it ended up being a great night, in my opinion. I met a lot of cool people. I had a lot of interesting conversations. I learned some things about myself. And then the next show, I tried to bring a good friend of mine. And and I, and, and I've... And, and this really stuck out to me the whole night because I've done this before. I'll go into a new environment having maximum confidence, have a great night, and then try to bring a friend and try to replicate that night for them. And usually things never turn out how I want them to because, one, I, I guess I just, you know, I guess I just assume that people will go about things like how I go about things. And And two, it's just, you know... It's just, it goes back to, you know, I don't think I ever mentioned this, but living in the moment, that's something I'm also, like, I keep thinking about, like, being in the moment, being focused on what I'm doing right now. And so, like, now I'm just starting to realize, like, oh, it only was a great night. It only was that way because I myself was able to maintain maximum confidence. And I guess the people, the friends I've had in my life where I tried to replicate that for them... They just weren't on that wave, I guess. And so now I'm just going forward. I guess I'll just keep things to myself because I am just not the type to gatekeep. If I find something great, if I discover something new, I'm more than willing to share it with a friend. But I guess sometimes things are only supposed to work out a certain way because of how I am and the way I come off. And I guess I just have to keep that in mind and but I guess fast forwarding to now I decided what day was it I think today is okay I'm looking at the date (laughs) I don't want to tell y'all the date I'm looking at the date and I think it was oh my gosh two three days ago I decided to shave my eyebrows again and It just started as an idea I had at work. By the way, I quit my job. We'll get into that. Um, Yeah, but I was at work on on Wednesday. Because I'm recording this on Saturday. So it was Wednesday. And I decided... I was just thinking about it. And I was thinking, man, I spend probably 10 minutes in the morning doing my eyebrows. And one, it isn't... My eyebrows aren't even on fleek. They don't look how much effort I put into them. But they, they they looked nice, but they didn't look how much effort I was putting into them. And two, it's just a waste of time. And, you know, this past week, I started practicing instruments consistently. I spend around 30, 45 minutes on piano and guitar. And once I assemble my drum kit, I, I plan on spending time on that. And so I figured I just need to remove a distraction. Like, like I said in the um, previous episode, I don't, I don't remember if I said it in the previous episode, but my triangle is being smart, strong, and focused, and I need to be focused. And 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 I think, and maybe I'll talk about this in another another episode. But when you need, to, when and when I, when I say focused, I mean being in the moment, 
Like, there were times I was practicing piano, and it, it was just muscle memory at that point. But I'm like, no, I need to actually be reading the music. I need to read the chords and actually know that I'm going, okay, from a C to an F to an A minor. I need to know that I'm doing that so that I actually am learning rather than just memorizing, if that makes sense. Where is I going with this? Yeah, so the distraction... Um, shaved my eyebrows I went home I made a little Instagram story I shaved them and that was pretty much it I don't really see it as a big deal and then when I went to work the next day nigga said shit period I there was only it was actually the following day Friday because on Thursday that's when I came into work you know everyone was doing their little double takes at me whatever and, you know, people were kind of alluding, hmm, something looks different about you. And I was like, yeah. And it's really not that big of a deal. There are people who prefer to not have eyebrows for makeup purposes. People who just, you know, like for medical reasons, it's, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. And a point I made, and I'm going to make this point again, because again, my Instagram story, it's only for 24 hours. There are people who are bald with eyebrows. I'm pulling a reverse on you, so... It's really not that wild. It's really not that wild, period. Or maybe it is. Even if it is crazy, I I think it looks cool. It was a look. And then the next day, this is what I was going. On Friday, a guy at my job, his name's Adam. Shout out to Adam. Because he's, he's cool, and I never said bye to him. But if you're watching this, shout out to you. You're cool, too, and I like your energy, period. He He came up to me and he said did you shave your eyebrows and I was talking with two other co-workers they were getting coffee and he said did you shave your eyebrows and I said yeah and he said I like that you're cool he said I always knew there was something about you you're cool and I and I said thank you and then when he walked away I turned to my other two co-workers and I said he's the first one to say anything no one even had anything to say and and no one had to give me a compliment that's not what I was saying but I you know I figured someone would acknowledge it and then I kind of like yeah I shaved my eyebrows um, but yeah, to me, at first it was more so a distraction thing, but I think it looks futuristic. I think it looks cool. I think this is where we're going in fashion. Even my nails, I got these. Oh, I forgot this was a podcast. If you're listening, I'm showing my kind of very light purplish tint chrome nails. I'm I'm pretty sure the recording uh, quality is not that good for you to even see the color when I try doing that I am now doing the uh, YouTube makeup thing where I place my white palm behind my hand so you can see the color you can't really see it that well it doesn't really matter but but yeah this well how Nixon what's the point the point is that I just made a decision to just just do what I want and even again, um, on Friday, I, I, was it on Friday? Yeah, on Friday, I went to get my nails done. And to me, I don't really think about the fact that I don't have eyebrows. I've shaved my eyebrows before. I, it doesn't really, it's not a big deal to me. But even just, like, peeping people staring at me and just being like, what's the big deal, dog? I get, like, kids stare at me. I don't mind when kids stare at me because you're a child. I remember just looking at people all the time. But... But adults, it's like, come on now, it's fashion. Get with the times, period. Now, okay, moving on, moving on. 
I quit my job. I quit my job. And I didn't really expect that to happen anytime soon. It, it was really one of those decisions I just made in the moment. I was in the moment and I just decided to quit. If you would have told me Friday morning that I was going to quit my job, I would have thought, what you talking about, Willis? But I just, I just was really sitting with my thoughts, no distractions, like an hour into work. And already the the day kind of started off rough. There was some mess up with like the hours I worked and my check. It it kind of that kind of like put me in a mood. And then I decided going in because this was on Friday. It was the last day of the week. I work I worked Monday through Friday. And so I decided I really just want to be focused on my work. On because usually when I at work, I work at a I worked at the call center. I usually would either play music or sometimes look at videos on YouTube while I was working. And so I decided, no, let me just be in the moment. Let me not have any distractions. Cause it, it and again, it goes back to just trying to practice piano and not even being in the moment and just doing muscle memory rather than actually reading the music and the chords. So I told myself I need to start having discipline in being in the moment. So I decided to just do my job. No YouTube, no Spotify. And yeah, I was just sitting with my thoughts. And and actually, l- l- let me not cap. Before I... I spent like an hour doing that. And then after an hour, I just thought to myself, this isn't really changing my work performance. So I started watching a video on YouTube and it was Kanye West talking about his how he how he doesn't care about his legacy i think the video was in 2013 so maybe he feels differently now i don't know but basically he was just talking about how he, i i can't really remember the whole basically it was along the lines of him talking about being in the moment as long as he's in the moment he doesn't really have to worry about his legacy because when he's doing things for the moment he doesn't really need to worry about that and and that really doesn't have anything to do with oh no and also it was a combination of the previous night like thursday night going into friday i started watching the homecoming film um from beyonce her Coachella performance and seeing how much effort she put into that and talking about how she would spend 15 hours working on music and I was spending almost nine hours you know to commute to work my whole shift breaks everything that's about nine hours of work I'm already so drained so even when I go home and work on music I can't put myself fully into it I just was thinking, like, dang, like, I wish I could do that. And I think just having that subconscious, like, thought and then watching that Kanye West video and then just, like, the thoughts, I was just thinking to myself, is this job really worth it? And just thinking about all the bullshit that would would happen at that job, all the people who want to, all the non-black people who want to say nigga, all the slurs, homophobic, transphobic, I consider that place the devil's playground, for real. And if you... I genuinely don't think anyone from that job is watching this genuinely. So I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if they're watching. Y'all know what's up. I'm speaking the truth. That's And that's and again, this goes into maximum confidence. I, I, I feel growing up, I would just always hold back a lot of stuff in fear of hurting other people. 
but now it's gotten to the point where I genuinely don't feel anything anymore. There have been times where I've been petty and rude recently, honestly, and I just don't feel bad. And I, I, I see that as kind of an issue, but it's kind of just, you know, kind of like a superpower to me. I'm just able to be a certain way. Like... This guy at my job, this guy who says nigga, I don't even know if he's black. If you're watching this bitch, um, don't say that shit if you're not black, period. I don't, but it's not, I'm not, I'm not going to see you again. I don't give a fuck. But he was basically, basically he was supposed to get me this gift for my birthday and he hadn't brought it in. My birthday was two months ago. And for the past few weeks, every so often he would always, you know, be like, at my job, I, I go by, I went by Nick's, so he he would say, Nick's, hey, how are you? I say, hey, how are you? Because, you know, we're co-workers. I keep it friendly there, period. And he would just always dap me up or give me a hug, which I didn't ask for the hug. Y'all niggas need to stop hugging people without their permission. These are new times. Don't just touch people. That's weird. No one should ever have been just touching people, dog. You don't deserve a hug from me. That's not something you're entitled to. Make it make sense. Anywho, any whosical. Yeah, he would just always get. I don't even. I think I stopped. Like, I remember when he first hugged me. Like, I'd give him a hug back. Then I just got annoyed and stopped. Like, I wouldn't even, like, even put my arm. No, it's like you're just touching me for no reason, dog. Like,. I even expect my mother to ask for a hug. Don't just touch me, dog. Anywho, he would always do that or dap me up or whatever and and just say the same thing every time. Like, I can't with, always say, like, I forgot your gift. I forgot your gift. Oh, I'm, like, the worst friend possible. And I used to be like, oh, it's okay, whatever, I don't care. But the last time he did that shit, that, oh, I forgot your gift, I'm such a terrible friend, I said, yeah. Yeah. And then he was kind of taken aback, like, oh, and then you could kind of see, like, I was being for real. I was pissed off. And it isn't even the fact that I, I just don't give a fuck about the gift. What was annoying me is that he kept bringing it up and just showing me he didn't give a fuck about me, bro. Like, keep the gift at this point. I couldn't care less. Stop bringing it up. It's hurtful. That's why niggas need to think about things in another perspective. It's called empathy. It's really not a hard concept to learn. Some people are born with that shit, but you can learn it too. And so... You know, he, and he, then he started making excuses like, da, da, da. he's like, oh, I'm trying to get a car. I'm like, how hard is it to bring a gift to work? You come the same shift every day. It's been two months. Just at this point, just keep it. Either bring me the gift or shut the fuck up. Make a decision. Niggas just want to stay in the middle. Make a decision. It's not that like, and I just didn't even care about the gift. I really didn't. Even after the third time. I think, like, the first two times I was like, oh, okay, it's normal for someone to forget. But the third time, I just stopped giving a fuck, to be honest. And so in that moment, like, when he was like, oh, I'm such a bad friend, and I was like, yeah. You think I'm going to soothe your ego when you've been forgetting my shit for two months? And I don't even care about it? Fuck out of here. So anyway, yeah, he was making excuses, saying that he's trying to get a car, and that, oh, he actually forgot that I worked here, and all. Yeah. That nigga's name is Jason. Jason, fuck you, bitch. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck because it's like, you're fucking annoying, bro. You're fucking annoying. Right for you. Anywho, (laughs) 
Moving on. I shouldn't even talk about this shit, period. But, anywho. Well, I quit the job. So, yeah, I'm never gonna see those niggas again. And there were some... No, there were some good people I met there. I'm not gonna try to act like everyone there was terrible. There were definitely some good people I met there. And and one of the supervisors at my job... I think she should be the manager. She really is just the manager. They just haven't given her the title. She was very professional in how she took me quitting. Because I didn't wait till the end of the day. Nigga, like, an hour or two in, I said, I need to go. I need, I got to go. So I talked with her and I was just opening up to her about all. Because she kind of, she was, she was like asking me, is it one, like what happened? But for me, it's never like that. It's never one thing that makes me do something. It's usually an accumulation of multiple things. So I was just telling her about all the little things and we just had a very open and honest conversation and and you know I even told her like cuz I had a manager cuz the manager I had beforehand I was really like I was thinking to myself oh she leaves I'm going to quit period because she was really the only thing like her professionalism was what's keeping me there but when the other supervisor like kind of like rose into that role I thought to myself, oh, I can stay a little bit longer. She seems like she knows what she's doing. But again, it, it's not high school. It's not a school. She can't catch everything. So I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And it was just mostly a bodily reaction telling me, you got, you got to go. You got to go. Like, this job is not worth it. You can find another job. I think what was keeping me at that job was just, it took me so, it took me months to find that job. So I just didn't want to do a job search again. But now I feel like I'm in a better place where I could really go. Like, I'm at, like, maximum confidence. Like, I'm not afraid to go on job interviews. I'm not afraid to really articulate what I want out of a job, what I can offer to a company. I feel I can do that pretty well. And I don't think I could do that before, so I thought to myself, let me just stay at this job. I'm comfortable. That, and and I think now, and... (laughs) Oh, man. I don't want... See, this is the thing about the podcast. There are so many things I mentioned, but I don't want to get into because I want to stay on the topic. But, but yeah, it's just having maximum confidence. I don't think if I... If I didn't have maximum confidence, I don't think I would have quit. And I'm so glad I did. I went home, and then I went to McDonald's. Because I never eat breakfast. Because of how the schedule is, I never had time to eat breakfast. So I went to McDonald's and got some food i went to the park and just listened to music and jumped around and and just felt happy i was genuinely happy and then you know i'm trying to think what i did you know i went home did what i need to do i remember i bought snacks i was so hyped to buy snacks also my debit card i've been waiting on my debit card um there was some fraud on my previous debit card, so I had to have it, cance- have it canceled. And then they said three to five days it would come. It finally came on Friday. So I was able to just buy some things I needed. I bought some snacks, and obviously, y'all don't know me personally, but I'm a big snack person. I love salty foods. And ever since working at that job, I just didn't have time to eat snacks. So I bought the cheddar and sour cream ruffles chips the sour cream and onion lace chips and the smart food popcorn those are my top though i wouldn't say those are my top but those are my go-to snacks if i want to get snacks and just having those snacks and then i went to sonic and they fucked up my burger i was pissed i was mad i was mad but 
But I use DoorDash, and I used to actually do DoorDash, so that's why I just stick with DoorDash, even though there's probably better food service apps. Yeah, and they gave me some refund credits, then I ordered from Wendy's, and lo and behold, they got that shit right, period, because they know I used to work there, and they, if they want to try it, I'll pull up on them, period. And, and yeah, and then I started, like, after eating my dinner, I started watching Genius by Kanye West. And and I started it before. I remember I started it when it first came out. I was on The Vision, the Act One. And it was just so long, I just didn't have time to watch it. But now that I quit my job, I had time to watch it. And just seeing Ye and a light like that, it was it it kind of rearranged my brain as to how I see Kanye West. Just seeing him be, like, seeing people like Beyonce and Jay-Z and Pharrell, like, not even really know who, like, it blows, it's so, what? Or seeing people just not know how to pronounce his name, like, what? But I, I was born in 2003, so, like, I've always kind of, like, I can't, like, I, you know Kanye, Kanye West, you know that name. I guess if I was born earlier then I could, like, it would make more sense. I'm just so curious to see how people, like millennials or people in their 30s, how they see Kanye West. Because they didn't grow up with him. Like, he was on the come up. So that's really interesting. And I may talk to someone. Maybe someone who's into music who's on, like, in their late 20s. That'd be fascinating. But, but anywho, this is not a review of the whole genius. Anywho, it just... I feel that it was just so hmm. Yeah, I would say it it was kind of inspirational for me to see him in that light and how determined he was. And I thought yo, seeing him like put together the college dropout, I thought he had a huge budget for that album. I thought he had all like no, he really made that whole thing himself he really like it was really it that was probably the most incredible part seeing how he put together that album because i love that album and just and the fact that that's his first album that just makes me because me like when i put out my first project i plan on putting out an ep i don't really want to make an album till i know what i'm doing and then make a really solid album and this is just a personal opinion like if we're going into music niggas just put too many albums out like dog there's you don't always have to put an album out you can put out a mixtape mixtape an ep um like you, you like every. I feel like it's only an album. I feel like albums are supposed to be a special thing. It's supposed to take you into a world. It's supposed to be this grand thing. If you just want to make music, make a mixtape. If you just want to make a few songs that kind of goes, make an EP. You know what I mean? You don't always have to make. That's why niggas have like six albums, but it's like they're really mixtapes if you think about it. But that's my prerogative. To each their own. But yeah, it was just really inspiring to. Because I already knew I could do all that myself, period. But seeing someone actually do it in real time and do it in, like, the early 2000s. It was also just cool to see what life was like in the early 2000s because I was a baby. So I didn't, that's not, like, I wouldn't tell people, like, I grew up in the 2000s. That doesn't make any sense. Even though I technically did because I was born in 2003. 
But I say the tens. That's what I usually say. Because that's when I actually started getting into, like, pop culture and, like, YouTube and, you know, getting an Instagram account. I got my first Instagram account, I think I was 11. 11. And I think you have to be 13 to get an Instagram account. But back... I mean, even still today, there are like nine-year-olds on Instagram, even though I think you have to be 13. Uh, Excuse me, I'm going to fix my legs real quick. One second. Just want to put my legs up. I want to be comfortable. But, anywho. Yeah, going back. you and it, and, it, and this really ties into the topic because, yay, he had maximum confidence niggas was really trying to push push him to just stay a producer and they said no 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 i i want to rap and then when he got signed to rockefeller niggas wanted to say best rapper producer but he no he said if i'm this is what he said he said put me with all the other rappers if i'm the 50th rapper i'm the 50th rapper because i want to be amongst all the rappers and the fact that niggas was still like trying to like belittle him even just hearing what he was spitting dog like how are you really gonna just say because i bet he had that same energy and niggas was like stick to the beats like i think they were just jealous that doesn't make any sense to me it just does, and I guess, like, again, I grew up with Kanye West, so, like, I just could see, like, his whole discography and be like, you're out your fucking mind, but, but, yeah, it's just having that maximum confidence, that's really the most inspiring part, I, like, actually, I think, like, him making the whole college dropout himself, that's, that's second place, what's first place is the maximum confidence and that is something that's something i feel i already have i just have to strengthen and have discipline because i had i can't remember a time where i've really folded honestly and i see it more in the perspective of it's just me myself and god i used to say me myself and i but i feel that i've been more religious in terms of speaking to god and praying And so, like, really, it's just, like, because God is in all of us. God is in the trees. God's in the, God's in the grass. God's in us. You know, they're everywhere. Also, I don't think God's a he. That's some misogyny bullshit. Jesus is a man. I get that. Jesus is a guy. But God, God's a spirit. Spirits don't have gender, period. So, I feel that the Lord is really all around us and i also don't feel the lord is as malicious as people think like kanye he was really you know talking about you know his car accident or you know like when he when he realized that miss kardashian was pregnant with north and how god was like in this aggressive way like i don't think it's really like that i think that i think god's really chill (laughs) I think God's really chill, because God's just God, you know what I mean? I feel that God's really chill, and I feel that he's not necessarily doing certain things to evoke a negative emotion. It's more so a lesson, but it's not in like, you better do this. It's more so like, you have a choice right now. What are you going to do? That's how I, that's how I see God, you know, as, but that's, again, I feel that, And with Christianity, it's like there are like, you know, there are regular Christians, there are evangelicals, there are, 
you know, Catholics, which really aren't Christian, they're Catholics, but it's like a, a wide spectrum of people and their beliefs. And that's why I made the decision to start reading the Bible. I want to read the Bible in its entirety, more so just to form my own opinions about certain things, because more most most of the time I'll go on Google or I'll go on Google and I'll research, you know, what does God think? But it's but now I'm thinking to myself that doesn't really make any sense because like every article I read is probably biased in terms of what kind of person or even if it is a Christian even writing the article, maybe it's just a researcher who doesn't even believe in God. So I just feel I should go to the source. I think I'm going to get the King James Version, even though I know it's going to be difficult to read. But I really just want to see where the original words were, what exactly it says, and then I'll form my own opinions about certain social topics and things like that. So that's probably going to take me a few weeks. The Bible's very long. But but I remember, like, you know, most of the things. I went to Christian academies growing up, you know. There was, I didn't really go to Sunday school. There was, there was usually the, the, the schools I went to, they would do, or the uh, one school I went to, they would do every Wednesday. They kind of had like a, a service, but it really wasn't Sunday service. Yeah. My family and I, like, we didn't even really go to church that often. I don't, I just don't think we had the time. I, I feel my parents figured going to school, like Christian academies and doing the Wednesday little like youth groups. That's what it was called. Youth groups. I feel they thought that was enough. And and yeah, it's just wild to think about how conditioned I was to be a Christian. And going forward, I'm not going to do that with my kids. I hope they have a relationship with God. But I feel to condition them, it's not going to be genuine. Because for me, I had to kind of take a step back from Christianity and, and be like, God, I don't know if I believe in you. Me literally praying to God be saying, I don't I don't know if I believe in you and just and again I feel that people see the Lord in this I don't know if archaic is even a word or the white the right way to describe it. I feel that people see God in such a old fashioned way. But y'all niggas need to understand that these are new times. Like God was able to make all this, so God's able to understand sarcasm and humor in the 21st century i still try to be respectful but we can't just think that you know god is so ignorant you know god is god is ever changing with the times as well he they made all this so you know what i mean so i don't really think it makes sense when people see god as this old-fashioned conservative way i think that's white christianity i think white people or I don't, I don't want this to get, you know, these folk. I think that they really just took Christianity and put their own prejudice on it, period. And so that's why when people say certain things, I, I just say, this is Christianity. That's not regular Christianity. That's why I really want to read the Bible and see where it comes to. I could be wrong. I, maybe it is just regular Christianity and I just want to come for these folk. You know, it's like one of my favorite pastimes. So... I'm really going to read the Bible and and maybe I'll have an episode about that and I'll just talk about not each individual book. It would take forever, but just how, you know, the major stories and, you know, the Old and New Testament and yeah, and that'd be interesting. But yeah, going back to our topic, Maximum Confidence, 
I just feel like I have it now. Like, I don't think there's anything that could happen to me that could shake it, honestly. And I, and I feel that my maximum confidence comes from just not giving a fuck. And that really hasn't... I've been, in my opinion, I felt emotionally numb maybe a year or two now. It really started during the pandemic. And, you know, sometimes I'll feel happy and sometimes I'll laugh and I'll feel sad, of course. But most of the time... I really, I'm not as emotional as I was before. And maybe that's just growing up. Maybe I'm not genuinely emotionally numb. I think it's just growing up and being an adult and seeing the world for how broken it is. And, and yeah, like, I just don't care. At the end of the day, like, with how suicidal I felt, I don't care. So... I just do whatever I want. Obviously, and that's why I consider myself a nihilist. But I, and again, I say I'm a moral nihilist because I don't believe that we should just do whatever we want and fuck, like, and fuck, like, if you want to fuck people, that's fine. But I mean, like, just disregard people. I don't believe in that. I feel that I genuinely don't care about a lot of things, but I'm still going to try to be the best person I can be because, you know, if nothing matters, I might as well try to be the best person I can be. So that's why I say I'm a moral nihilist, not really a nihilist. And there have been times, like, I think about, like, will I be a nihilist forever? I think if, I think when I have children, maybe I'll kind of, like, move on from it. But if I, if I don't feel that way after having children, I don't think I'm, that's ever going to change. And I don't really think it is going to change just because I have children. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because a lot of people say things and they have children and, like, their whole world change, changes. So, Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I'll kind of get into maybe if you want to have maximum confidence, some tips. Disclaimer, I have not done a lot of genuine research into uh, having more confidence. I've, I've read some books. I've seen some things on Twitter in terms of tips, psychology tips and things like that. So I'll just give you kind of a brief overview of what I feel works best into having maximum confidence. And if you want to take it, cool. If not, cool. You know, we're just here to chill and talk and shoot the shit. So I feel that if you genuinely want to have maximum confidence, I feel that you, the first thing you really need to do is just know yourself. And a lot of people would say off the rip, they know themselves, but nigga, do you really? And I mean it in the terms of just being comfortable with yourself. There are people who are just not comfortable being alone with themselves. And if you're not comfortable being alone with yourself, then how can you expect other people to, or how do you expect to, you know, have confidence? Because that comes from self-esteem. So it really starts with how you view yourself. Because people think, like, confidence really is about, like, how other people view you. No, that's a lie. It's a gag. It's a lie. Confidence comes from you being so secure in yourself that a whole room of niggas can be laughing at you and you'll just shrug it off because you're fine. Like, when you have that foundation of self-love and just, like, okay, they don't understand, that's fine, I got me then you just have confidence because nothing's going to phase you. So I think it starts with, and that just involves with being like cutting out all the bullshit. You got to be in a, any room, even if it's the bathroom, like my, the bathroom is one of my favorite places to be period. But I'm um, ching. Um, so yeah, just find a room, be with yourself, 
and and if you want to listen to your favorite song that's fine too even though that is kind of a distraction but really just sit with your thoughts really you have to be honest with yourself in order to have this confidence you have to be honest with yourself i feel that a lot of people when they try to have confidence still kind of sugarcoat things or over exaggerate things about themselves you gotta keep it a buck with yourself for real that's the most important thing i feel like in having confidence you gotta know yourself you gotta accept yourself and you gotta understand that there are gonna be there are of course gonna be people that have something to say about your opinions, but you also gotta understand that everyone is entitled to their opinion. Everyone. Anyone and everyone is entitled to their opinion. So pretend that you're into baseball cards. Pretend that is something you love, it's a hobby. Some people may see it as nerdy or whatever. Or maybe it is, but who cares? And you just got to know, like, this is something I like, and that's cool. And pretend you're with two, three people who are ragging on you for your baseball cards. In, in, most, in the moment like that, most people would try to defend themselves. They get defensive, like, oh, or try to justify why they like something. Or, no, it's actually cool. No, you don't got to do that. Because they're entitled to think that is nerdy and not cool. They're entitled to feel that way. You know, maybe, and you also got to think about it, maybe they had a best friend who was in the baseball cards and then dropped them because they got popular in middle school and now that's just something that kind of makes them feel bad. So when they heard you like baseball cards, they're like, no, that's not cool at all. So you also got to think, you don't even know where that opinion's coming from. So you don't, you know, it's just, because you don't, you don't know, it's not even worth it to ask you, you. In that situation, if I were said person in the baseball cards, I would just be like, Okay, I still like baseball cards. Because people also expect you to kind of flip on your opinions. Like some people, not everyone, but some people will do that. You'll say something and then they'll say something. And then if you just hold to your own, it makes them uncomfortable. And that's a real thing. That happened. (laughs) That happened to me. And again, since I just don't care, I just sat there. I was like, dog, you think I'm just really going to turn my... Like, no. Like, no. So, yeah, I think it just starts with also realizing you don't have to justify. You don't owe anyone an explanation or a justification. You can say that your favorite pastime is picking up dog poop at the park. And, and, and of course, someone would have something to say about that. But it's your, it's, it's your, it's your opinion. And you're entitled to it. It's your truth. You're entitled to it. So, I think it also comes the next thing after you, like, establish... Having a foundation of self-esteem, of self-love, of really knowing yourself and knowing what you like. You just have to keep in mind that you're, you, you are the main character. Everyone should be the main character in your life. Everyone else is really just... I mean, treat people with respect, but everyone else is really a side character. So it's like, they don't know what made you come to this love or this passion. They don't get it. They don't get it. And you don't have to explain it to them because it's really... First of all, you're wasting your energy because it's like... Even if you do, it just, it's unnecessary. So you just got to keep in mind that you, you just got to, you just got to hold your own. You just got to hold your own. And even if 10 people in the room think it's whack, as long as you think it's cool, 
That's all that matters because you are the main character. You wake up and go home with yourself, not these 10 niggas. So that's why I feel the next thing is just holding your own. And if, and like, I remember, I don't, I don't know. I actually don't remember the first time I like was that way. I think as a kid, I just never really cared what people thought because I grew up very lonely. So when people, I would just be like, okay, you don't get it. Like, even or maybe i feel like i I maybe sometimes folded around like my like my best friends or good friends i have but if i was ever in a room with like six acquaintances and just myself i'd be like okay you just aren't what i'm on you're on not on my level period i didn't articulate like that but i i feel that's what i i thought and so yeah you really just gotta understand this is your life this is your life you are in complete control of it you know yourself better than anyone. That's why I also am kind of hesitant to take advice from just anyone. I don't like when people give unsolicited advice. You know, I... And usually the times I've given unsolicited advice, I usually ask. I say, may I say something? And then, or... Yeah, that's what I usually say. I'm like, may I, may I tell you something? And then I'll, like, give... Like, I never am just like, I think you should... Like, what? I don't know you like that. Even my best friend is like, I know you, but I don't know everything. You know, there are things that you keep from your best friends and good friends. So I feel that, and also, and yeah, and I feel like also having maximum confidence. Okay, we establish a good foundation of self-esteem, self-love. Two, holding your own, being in those uncomfortable moments of wanting validation, but recognizing that it's not important. It's not and the validation you get from yourself is long lasting it, it it it's not going to expire so of course you got to get you got to get you just got to get comfortable with people disagreeing with you you also got to get comfortable with telling people no that's what i've also been doing a lot just telling people no and holding your own and seeing how niggas will react from you saying that because if someone really wants to challenge you for saying no are they even really a good friend are they even really a good acquaintance so again, step one is foundation of self-love, self-esteem. Two, um, how would I title this? I would say two is more so holding your own, being your own main character, s- accepting your self-validation. And then I would say three in terms of having maximum confidence i'm trying to think of a way that like makes sense into how hmm. may i say three just expressing yourself i guess oh no 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 now i remember what i was gonna say no okay that's that's kind of four Three, I would say, in having maximum confidence is cutting out the people who bring you down that's what i was i, I was trying to remember my third point so yeah self-love Holding your own, cutting out the people who hold, because there are people who are going to try to pull you down to their level or lower. There are a good amount of people in the world who are threatened by people with maximum confidence, with like more, a lot of self-esteem, because they're probably insecure about themselves or envious or jealous of where you're at. So, you know, once you have that, you you, you, you appreciate yourself, self-love, you hold your own around people, you, you don't really feel the need to get people's validation, then there's going to be friends, acquaintances in your life that 
that are gonna try to just pull you down are like like you're doing too much i hate when people say that i really do actually now i'm thinking like you're doing like i say it ironically like you're doing too much i never say it genuinely because it's like or like when people are like when someone's like excited or energized and then someone's like like, why are you doing that, bro? Let me be happy. Let me be loud. You know what I mean? Or yeah, when people tell people to quiet down, it's like, unless we're in a library or somewhere that it needs to be quiet, don't tell me to quiet down, nigga. We're outside. Like, how are you going to tell me to quiet down outside? Like, but again, people just be like that. They're just, and it's again, it's like you either, and it depends on the person. If you really feel it's a person who's going to genuinely hear out your point, that's kind of like, that you can tell is kind of just trying to dim your light or always trying to say something about the things you're doing. Have an open, have an open, honest dialogue about it. I feel that there are some people who just need to... Ooh, I'm sorry. Ooh, sorry, sorry, sorry for the audio. I just bumped into the mic. Apologies. Going... Okay. I feel that there are certain people that just genuinely aren't aware. And then once they are, they'll at least try to try to be better but if but also if you have a person in your life who 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 says that oh okay i'll try that's a red flag to me that's a red flag like at that point i don't even think they really care because if you really like if someone if a friend came to me with a concern i i'll say like no i'm going to work on that i'm not going to try to work on that because at that point i don't want you to try i want you to actually do it if you slip up a few times or forget that's fine but just try i don't like when people just put that little there's a term like that little buffer like that buffer like i'll try to do that no do it do it and you and again it goes back into having like a foundation of self-love and self-esteem you have to know your worth that goes into the first thing you have to genuinely know your worth and know that if a person isn't even like doesn't even really seem to care about your concerns just let them go just let them go and 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 again that will help you flourish because when you're around people who are in support who are trying to boost you up who are trying to you know, congratulate you and show that they really want you to be on that level. Those are the niggas you need to keep around because it'll help you get to places you can't even think about right now. But when you're around people who are constantly always saying like, do you really want to do that? Calm down. Like, no, no. Like, that's going to hold you back. Even if you, and again, even if you hold your own, even if you have that, it's going to hold you back. The people you surround yourself with. The, the people who you have in your life, your day-to-day life, really play into the person you become, who you grow to. Like, the people you surround yourself to really have an influence. Again, you can be the most hard-headed, strong-willed person, but if you have a majority of people in your life who are trying to tear you down and bring you down, and maybe it's not a conscious thing, maybe it's not deliberate, but if they're still doing it through the little actions or through a little passive-aggressive things... You just need to let them go. If you want to try talking to them, I always believe in at least trying to talk to someone first. But after that, you just got to let them go. It's, it's That's really it. And it's hard. It's hard because it can be family members. It can be longtime best friends, childhood best friends. It will fucking hurt. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. It's going to hurt. You may get emotional. You may cry. 
But think of it like this. You're taking this moment right now to go through this pain, to let these people go, that in two, three, five years, you're going to be so grateful that you decided to make that hard decision because you have now flourished into a better person and it's only going to go up from there. So I feel it's a fair trade if you genuinely want to have maximum confidence and really take control of your life. You got to let some people go. It hurts. It's so painful, especially when you don't really have a great support system to fall back on. It's very lonely. It hurts, but it's worth it. It's worth it for your future. It's worth it for your moment. Not even it's for your moment. It's worth it. And you know, I've had to let some people go and just and I and I have been I just think about this this lyric from Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Savior. The last lyric Mr. Duckworth, he says, protecting my soul in the valley of silence. And that really caught my ear. Because, of course, you know, knowing K-Dot, he, he really doesn't say a lot of things, doesn't do a lot of interviews, things like that. He's not really, you know, a typical celebrity, whatever. But just him saying protecting my soul in the valley of silence, most of the times it's just more powerful to just not say anything. Because I've been in situations where people will you know, try to dim my light, try to gaslight me into thinking what I'm doing or what I'm saying, like, you're really doing that? And I'll just be, and I'll just keep quiet and shrug my shoulders. Like, I'm not gonna just, I'm not, first of all, I'm not gonna try to justify or explain why I'm doing something. It's a waste of my energy and it's unnecessary. This is my life. I'm the main character. And two, most of the times I find it's just better to not say anything. Because again, when you say something, it can trailblaze into more convert more conversation, more arguments. So I just don't say anything and shrug my shoulders. And some people can see that as me being submissive, but I don't give a fuck because I know it's not. And as long as I know that, I don't care what other people perceive my actions as. It doesn't matter. It genuinely doesn't matter. There is no one, there is no, literally, there is no one on this earth, and this is just me, there is no one on this earth that could really sway me to do something I don't want to do, honestly, because I just, and I, and again, I feel like it's like a blessing and a curse because I grew up lonely. I grew up just being with myself. So only the only person could, not person, the only entity that could really do it is the Lord. And the Lord isn't, except for Jesus Christ, but you know, Jesus isn't walking the streets. So there's really no one in this world that could really sway me to do something I don't want to do or try to get me to do like I just I just have that foundation and it came from a bad place but I'm trying to transform it into a solid foundation of self-love and self-esteem and also just again not gatekeep get not gatekeeping and not just keeping this to myself because if more people were like this we'd be so advanced we would have I feel we would advance a lot in the human race so so just a quick recap, I would say if you genuinely want to start have feeling that you have maximum confidence, start with yourself, start with forming a relationship with yourself and building up your self-esteem, self-love. Two, you got to put that those feelings into action. You got to start being more outspoken about things you like and holding your own. And that doesn't mean trying to convince people that what you want is or what you think or what you like is cool and should be accepted. It's just letting people know 
and also just taking in how they reacted and being fine regardless of what the reaction is. Three is to cut people out your life, people who are holding you back, people who don't seem to have confidence, people who seem to try to pull you down to their level or lower, like, oh, no, 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 you're doing too much or you should listen to me. And then the fourth thing, because, you know, okay, yeah, I keep forgetting what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, self-love, holding your own, cutting off people. And then I guess the last thing is... flourishing i guess the last thing is just expressing yourself get that haircut you always wanted to get that tattoo you always wanted to shave your eyebrows do something you feel that you could never do or it just was too wild or whatever and just do it flourish express yourself sky's the limit honestly and it, it kind of i have sympathy i genuinely i don't have sympathy a lot of the time but i have sympathy for people who aren't awake yet you know yeah, I feel like the last part is kind of like your awakening. Like you, you, you. It's like the upward spiral. Like I, I was, I follow this, um, these accounts that talk about things along the mental health uh, topics, and I saw the difference between the upward and downward spiral. And I didn't know what uh, an upward spiral ex- existed, but just in terms of you know you sh- you build that strong foundation. You, you you hold your own. You start to put it into action. You cut out the people who are holding you back from getting to that maximum place. And then the last step, you flourish. You just do what you've always wanted to do. Maybe meet new people or meet people who are on a higher level than you. It's like you always, and again, I like people tell me this all the time, you always want to surround yourself with people who are smarter and better than you. It's going to help you become a better person. Like in high school, Freshman year, I took all honors classes, and my grades were shit. But I, I, I would have rather have been in those honors classes struggling, trying to be better, than getting straight A's in, like, the regular classes. That's not really going to teach me anything. And, and high school's a joke, period. But, I, I, but like, I, I can tell you, like, all the people telling me not to take those honors classes. Because in middle school, like, I didn't have the, the best grades. So there, And you could, you could choose to take honors classes, and... Like, I remember, and I remember I was supposed to do it with a friend, and then she didn't want to do it anymore, but I was like, fuck it, I'm still going to do it, fuck out of here. And I remember people just telling me just not to do it. And again, I didn't do super well in the classes, but I'm glad I held to my own. Like, I feel like I've just always had that, and it didn't come from a place of having high self-esteem, it just came from a place of like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. That's really what it comes from. Um... But yeah, we're coming towards the end of the episode. I didn't think the episode would be this good. I thought it was going to be pretty trash, to be honest, because yesterday was just a whirlwind of emotions and just feeling like my spirit was breaking a little bit. But but yeah, this was great. Uh, If you listen to the end, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, give the podcast a follow. I post once a week. Um, mainly on Saturdays and Sundays. I'm going to be consistent with that. I'll figure out a very consistent schedule. But yeah, again, my name is Nixon Loves. This is Gen Z's Intellectual Haven. And you have a good rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Bye.